Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, 8.38 p.m., better late than never. Uh, my apologies. Had some technical difficulties. Uh, so I'm on my phone right now for now, but I'm trying to get logged in right now. So um, I'll be able to turn on my camera. But we had a, a W, you know, I think uh, everyone expected a really good game from the Lions. A, a good a lineup coming from uh, Coach Oscar, and I think uh, the team delivered. Now um, the Lions have to hunt Nashville at their turf. The tough opponent. I'm sure they learned from the loss they got at Exploria. And now uh, we have to make sure that we tight uh, some mistakes that we had. Again, lack of finishing. We'll talk about all of that and, uh, you know, hopefully put a nail to the coffin of what's called Nashville SC this season in the MLS. And us, obviously, Orlando City Lions going through to the next round of playoffs. With me, it's Paola and John, like always. Uh, John, how are you, my friend? Good, man. It's uh, it's a Monday after a Tuesday what is it, Monday game last week, and then we got a, a game tomorrow. So... It's kind of like we had a week of soccer and then a week of soccer, but it doesn't feel that way. You guys, it feels very strange. The whole not having Saturday games is throwing me off. Uh, so, you know, happy for the win. Um, but it's built, I don't know why it's felt like the longest week ever for this second game. Uh, maybe because it's actually more than a week. <laughs> it's like eight days. So uh, I can't wait for the game tomorrow. And like you said, man, let's, uh, let's, let's finish these dudes. Right. You know, it's like the, um, ultimate fighter and like they're they're all dazed they're waiting there we've got the opportunity just to like ko them so that's what we got to do paula how are you welcome I'm back doing, i'm doing great john that reminds me of um mortal comeback finish him <laughs> i just hear it in my back of my that, that's of my exactly ear. it the, uh, finish him so Nashville <laughs> there just waiting for us to come along and you know punch through their heart like no, and I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Luis, and and thanks for asking. Um, it's been it it was weird, like John said, like the weekend, uh, we didn't have any any game, and um, I was uh, uh watching the other MLS chaos in the Red Bulls game, uh, last night Vancouver LAFC shenanigans. And um, I'm ready for tomorrow, to be honest. I'm, like, uh, ready to um, make off those errors that we did in the first game and brush that out and, and score more goals and, and continue our journey. So I'm good, doing good. So, John, uh, cutting it uh, raw, like they said, what were some of the mistakes you saw in the first game that kind of caught your attention? I mean, I think... I think from Nashville, we, we got what we expected, right? So I think their chances that they had were things that I think they were going to get anyway. So I don't necessarily think we made major mistakes. I think um, there was a moment there where they broke through and there was a goal that should have been a goal that Sam Surge, I don't, I don't know what the man was trying to do, like flick it with the back of his heat, like leg or something, but that was a horrible miss by him, which he should have scored. So they really should have been one up there. So maybe, you know, that's 
then we're one nil down. They really close up shop, and that makes it even harder for us. Um, that's a different game state than us going one nil up. Also, the Hani Mukhtar attempt from like 40 yards out that Pedro managed to deal with. You know, he he could shoot from anywhere, so we have to deal with that. You know, we, we were very good about closing out Hani most of the time. That there was moments where he was able to get away or have a shot or make that pass to make it. You know, and also Teal Bunbury had another you know, that header that that you know went wide but again if he was on his on form could have scored that goal so we didn't completely shut them out but on the other side of that we had you know 25 shots on goal and if we were a bit more clinical in the first half it would have been three or four goals to us so it was one of those games where nobody was taking their chances like in inside the box everybody was missing or couldn't get the goal and then uh, you know Wilder was like hey what give me all this time and space out here. I'm going to have a crack at it and, you know, goal of the century. So sometimes in those games, Louis, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we were, you know, played badly. I think Nashville, we're always going to have a few chances. Um, but the important thing is that we created way more chances. And in this game, it could have been like a three, one, but it ended up being just the one nil, but on the stats, we had way more chances. So that's what happens. You know, the good thing is that uh, Wilder Cartagena is 100%, right? Uh, at first, after that, uh, after being him being subbed out, the red flags emerged, especially for her, his national team. I got, like, so many calls in one day, like, what's going on with Wilder? Like, you know, um, and I said, guys, uh, the club doesn't... <laughs> pronounce i like guys i am no insider here you know like chill take a chill pill the game's still on he's probably being subbed out it's probably a, a bad a bad um a bad it's, it doesn't look like a bad knock because he didn't come out limping or anything like that uh he came out he came out on his own so i think it was just more precaution than anything and that's what it was exactly so it was just a big bruise but he's doing great. He's going to definitely be a huge part of Orlando's success. That double pivot, it's been it, I believe. I think it's been the the cornerstone for Oscar Pereja. Uh, you were there at the stands, Paola. Uh, you saw that magnificent goal. And also John was there too. But He was I much mean, closer than myself. But I, I was like, the, it was like coming at me. The wall, I was like, yeah. Oh, really? It was really heard that. Corner that bar down sound you know just... i saw i saw the the ball curved and he saw it from the other angle i was like what in the world is happening and then i just saw the people like like the doing the wave in the wall and i'm like oh my everybody was like this with the the, the towels that the club gave in the in the in the beginning of the game they were like so yeah it was magnificent it was chef kiss Wilder. Yeah, so um, honestly, um, you know, Orlando City um, had a, a lot of success. Pedro Galese also came out big in this game. Uh, to me, um, I felt that it would have cost us a little bit more uh, to score if Wilder would have not knocked that shot out of the park. I mean, if it felt like we, like always, were over touching the ball, right? We were um, being very lethal in the attacking third. 
But when we had to put it away, um, I know that the center back duo for Nashville did a great job in covering and marking Duncan McGuire, which I will add, and I want to bring this to to uh, John's attention. So uh, we have the voting for the young player of the year. And it looks like it's going to Tiago Almada, not to Duncan. So 52% of the players in the MLS voted for Tiago. Only 8% voted for Duncan. Um, when it comes to the clubs, everybody voted for Tiago. Media, look at that. 74% voted for Tiago Almada. No love for Orlando. And uh, when it comes to the average vote, I mean, it was a ballpark win by Tiago Almada. There's now... Obviously, we are an Orlando outlet, but does Tiago deserves it? I think the problem here is more that MLS have decided to lump the Rookie of the Year award in with this Young Player of the Year award. And I, I believe that for the rookie that Duncan McGuire is, he should be receiving some kind of award to say that you've had an incredible season as your first season as a professional player. Is Tiago Mata's first season as a professional player? No. No. Young player of the, war of the year, I believe, is like under 23. So anybody under 23 22. is eligible. 22. Sorry. 22. And, you know, Tiago Almada is, of course, one of the best, you know, under 22s. In North America, potentially, you know, in the top 100 under 22 players in the world, I would say. So, yeah, of course he wins this vote. It's not. Tiago Mater has, you know, way more goal contributions in terms of assists and goals over overall. You know, he's the, the linchpin of that entire Atlanta team. He's there for Kundo Torres. So, it's hard to put up Duncan against Tiago. Now, I think it's awesome that he came second. I think it's a shame that he has to go up against him in an award that used to be rookie of the year and like a young player of the year, you know, like Thiago Amada, I, you know, could have been up there. He was in the MVP conversation. He was in so many different award categories. And so it kind of, it's kind of frustrating because it feels like this award should be more for guys like Duncan and less like guys like Thiago. Yes, Thiago is the right age, but in terms of club status, he's a star player. Not like a rookie, sort of young, up and coming player. I mean, that way I see it. I don't disagree with this. I think 100%. You know, Tiago Amada probably deserves this award more than Duncan. But I think it sucks that the two are in the same category because I don't see them as similar kind of level of players right now in their career. Different, same ages, but not similar level of players. When, when it comes to, uh, Columbus the resurgence they had with the signings they've had this season to me, I don't know what Paola thinks, they are the team to beat in the East, do you feel? Um, yes of I mean, course, they have, also, they have a young, good rookie Aiden Morris, like I mean he's you know, then they have some good signings, you know, Diego Rossi and Cucho. I mean, I 
I have my fears in Columbus more than against Cincinnati, to be honest. So, yes, that's the team that I'm afraid of facing. And I, I believe that that's our next victim in the bracket because Atlanta <laughs> doesn't look good um, because the, Thiago Almada didn't play on, on last week's game. I don't know why because I, I wasn't paying attention to the game. But one of my friends, she said, oh, Almada is, is not in the game. And I'm like, oh, why? What happened? Injury or something? She didn't know. So I need to do my research. But you can clearly see that Atlanta is no team without Almada. So I'm curious to see. Well, if if they're gonna win the next game, but it's gonna we're gonna be facing 100% Columbus next. So that's that's my fear. I think if we beat Columbus, that we're gonna that's gonna happen. We're gonna win the MLS Cup because for me, Cincy is not a it's not a threat. It's just Columbus. The unpredictability of the playoffs, right? Um... As you can see in the bracket, especially in the West, after a phenomenal first season in the league, record-breaking, I don't think there's ever been more of a big, big young team like St. Louis with a good fan base and a good team put together from some of the best of Eastern Europe and also Germany, the second, the second, Bundesliga 2 and Bundesliga 3 squad. Uh, here comes Sporting Kansas City, right? And Patrick Mahomes' team, and uh, pretty much destroys them. I mean, uh, four to one on the first game, and then on the second game, best closed the series in, in two games. Two to one win, uh, nothing to do with St. Louis. You know, a lot of to build in, you know, is the first playoffs, you know, first year in the league. You know, and then look at Houston, look how tight it is with RSL. And then LAFC, again, you know, I mean, Vancouver had no chance. Now, clearly, I could say, um, you know, Seattle Dallas going through a third game, right? They're going through a third game. Now, this is where I see that the East has a huge chance. I think they have the, the best teams. Um, a huge chance to to win it all because, um, I mean, Sporting Kansas City really surprised me. But the rest of the games are just very predictable. And now when it comes here, you know, um, we'll see what Atlanta is going to do um, tomorrow. We're going to see if Orlando can close it down, right? And uh, we're going to see if New England resurgences, right? Um I have a feeling all these games that we have here are going to go through a third game, including Orlando's. I have a feeling that, I mean, we have what it takes to beat national. I know it. But I have a feeling that the three games that I just mentioned are going to go to a third game. Because uh, all these all these, all these, these matchups here are, are, have been very competitive. Um, I think ours could have opened a little more of a gap. I think if Orlando would have done a little bit better in the finishing. Uh, and I did mention it to Oscar, and I think he liked my my question. <laughs> I said, you know, could, could have we done a little better, you know, when it comes to finishing? He's like, you know, well, I mean, what can we fix? You know, um, 
I, I'm going to pray for, for, for Orlando to, to win in game two, but something's telling me, guys, something inside of me, hopefully it's wrong, that all these three games, Philly, New England, Columbus, Atlanta, and Orlando, Nashville, they're all going to go to three games. I don't know. What are your thoughts there, uh, John? Um, I think the only one that's going to three games is Columbus, Atlanta. I think Philly will just kill Red yeah. Bull and New England. I don't think New England are anything. I think Philly are doing that thing they do where they, they're getting good at the end of the season, kind of like Seattle, and they're a good playoff team. I think Columbus, you know, Atlanta all have the same team away from home. Atlanta at home are a much better team. I think, you know, probably Thiago will be back. So I can see Atlanta coming back. I think that's a tight matchup. Um, and then Nashville, to be honest, man, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna have to attack us, and they don't look like scoring goals. I don't know where their goals are coming from right now. Hanny Mukhtar is not on form, you know. Sam Sorge missed from five yards out, right? So, and if they actually open up more and attack us more, I think we're gonna have way more chances. Um, you know, they their best asset is that are so defensive, so. In a game they have to win, they can't be super defensive, you know, unless they want to play for penalties, which is some terrible ass tactic, which I wouldn't I I could even Nashville, I don't think are gonna play for penalties. So they're gonna try and beat us by having to attack more than they did. Um, and I believe that that's gonna open up more. And then overall, we're just a team that scores three goals and they're a team that barely scores one goal a game. So I think it's going to be that way for us and uh and that'll be through and you're looking at like a philly cincy and uh it's going to be hard columbus Atlanta, but i'm going to go i'm going to go columbus over the three now um i i want to we're going to teleport real quick to my other pot real quick because i have this special button called exclusive button and um i don't have it here so we're going to do uh exclusiva breaking news um, I don't have it in English, but here we go. Um, so I have a, a source in Brazil, a colleague uh, that texted me today and told me, hey, you know, um, Antonio Carlos plays in your team, right? It's like, yeah. Well, there are um, there's heavy speculation that Fluminense, which are the Copa Libertadores champions, uh, are interested in our negotiations. They already contacted the Antonio Carlos's camp, and in uh, uh, in you know his manager essentially. And uh, um, there, one of their center backs is going to go to Nottingham Forest. He's already had has agreed to leave and going to Nottingham Forest. Um, so Antonio Carlos is being heavily targeted there uh, there was already talks about him they already kind of had an eye for him but Orlando's definitely they didn't want to let him go because obviously he's playing playoffs uh and guess who his center back partner duo could be in Fluminense according to my pal Tiago Silva is going to leave Chelsea to go back to Brazil so um, we may be seeing the last run of Antonio Carlos. And with that being said, and with those breaking news, um, 
Now, what are your thoughts about that, John? I mean, I kind of, in a way, saw it a little bit coming. And uh, it gave us an opportunity not only to give some of our young group of center backs that we have an opportunity for next season, uh, but I feel like we truly need a compliment to Robin Jensen. I feel Robin is probably uh, green for a couple more years with Orlando. Um, he, I, I feel he needs to stay. He's been the most consistent out of the two. Um, but what are your thoughts regarding uh, those rumors coming from Brazil? Uh, I don't think it's surprising. I think that it's something we talked about, you know, in the summer. We talked about it when he was injured. We've heard rumors about him wanting to go back to Brazil. Uh, I think it's also very telling that Schlegel was kept in. Uh, not only because I think Schlegel, you know, did deserve to be kept in, but also because if, if this is true, then maybe they're saying, okay, we don't want to play Antonio because, you know, he's already one foot out of the door kind of mentality. Um, in that case, you, you're not going to rely on that guy who, who's thinking like he wants to leave the club right now and not focusing on playoffs. So um, it, it's just not helpful. Also, you know, when we're trying to finish our season out, this this is why the, the American season and the Brazilian season not lining up. Like it's, it makes sense for him, right? If they, they're in, you know, early of their season, you know, he could go and continue and go straight into playing in Brazil. So Maybe that's what's going to happen once we finish the season, whenever that is. Uh, but for right now, he's our player, and you know the rumors are just rumors. And until anything's official, uh, you know. But I want to hear Paula's uh, Paula's thoughts on exactly whether you know whether you think you would. Will you, if this is the case, would you step up Schlegel, or would you still be looking for another center back to partner? Most likely, like. Luis says you have some next season. Uh, for next season, I will I will stick with Schlegel, and then I would like to see a similar player like Antonio Carlos, because Schlegel and Antonio Carlos are two differently center backs. And for now, Schlegel Schlegel has stepped in well, right? And we have criticized Schlegel in this in this pot, like since the beginning of the of the um of the season. Like he has been better and better but he has his moment like every single player in the team right but i would love to have another another antonio carlos and this is not surprising for me and i told alec um last monday i'm like two things that we are not seeing antonio carlos starting because chilego has earned it or or he's gonna get at some point sold and not sold because his contract ends at the end of the season. So they're protecting him. And for me, it's not a surprise. So if he wants to leave, c'est la vie. Like he has been uh, best, one of the best center backs that Orlando City has next to Jansen. Those are the dynamic duo for the center back position. We will miss him. But like we said, maybe it's an opportunity for the academy step up uh, center backs. Thomas Williams is there for us as well. So let's see. But I would like to see for next year, season if Antonio Carlos leave a similar player like Antonio Carlos. Because I love Antonio Carlos. Like Yeah, yeah. He was a I love he, him. He's a fantastic center back. Mm -hmm. And to add to what Paula said, I feel like, you know, we're getting to see Schlegel more because probably that reason. You know? Uh, even though, I mean... 
Schlegel has been the most consistent this season in the center back duel with, with Jansen. So I think uh, we're seeing Antonio Carlos coming off the bench, probably the whole playoff picture. Uh, and obviously no one's going to take away all the success he's had with the club. And he definitely, uh, Antonio Carlos is a huge part of the team and a fantastic human being and a fantastic player, right? Um, but I'm going to help out Orlando City's um, scouting team. I got you guys a replacement already, guys. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, just like Antonio Carlos, the ball is saying, hey, I want somebody like Antonio Carlos, you know? So the best center back in the Peruvian league is up to, his contract is up in December, December 1st. And uh, he'll be a free agent, uh, more than likely. His name is Ignacio da Silva. He's actually from Brazil. He played um, season before last in Bahia. Right now, he's killing it over there. Uh, he He's played almost every game for Sporting Cristal. He played Copa Libertadores. And uh, he's 26 years old. You know, he's like, he has pretty good numbers. And he's been phenomenal. on Off the set piece, it is kind of like Antonio Carlos when he first arrived to the team. I mean, very lethal in the corner kicks. Uh, he's good with his feet, uh, kind of like the same way Antonio Carlos kind of cuts through the middle uh, in transition. Uh, he's really good going deep uh, as a, almost like a five in a way. Um, so I'm putting it out there because I feel he'll be a really, I mean, he kind of is the age that we're trying to sign in a way. He's his contract's up. There's rumors of lower tier Portuguese teams trying to lure him. When I say lower tier is Pacos Ferreira, Vitoria Guimarães. These are lower than the sixth spot in the, you know, these are lower tier teams. So, um, look, if he can come to the MLS, I think he will excel, you know, and it will be probably be pretty affordable for the club. It's not like they're spending... It's not like bringing Thiago Silva to Orlando City, right? <laughs> right? Clearly. Uh, it's uh, kind of like the type of signing Orlando, very, very conscious about age, about able to, you know, not to have a lot of egos. I don't know if you noticed, but our squad is really pretty much, there's no egos in that squad. Like there's, you know, uh, and, and, I, and I don't think not even when Nani was in the squad, there was any egos either. I mean, he was a pretty good leader. Um, so... Definitely uh, um, a little of a blow, but I think we'll overcome it. Um, so we'll, we'll continue with the bracket. Um, what are your expectations, uh, John, of what's coming uh, against Nashville? What are some of the things that you you feel you would like to see uh, more out of Orlando facing this uh, tough rival coming up? Uh, I think I think we just have to be more clinical, you know. We, we had so many chances in that, that first game against them, and we created so much, but we just – we weren't able to to get around them in the box more than anything. They're, they're very good at putting two lines of four deep in their half and creating a lot of problems, and that's why we had to get a goal from so far out with Wilder because they were just boxing us out of the box. Like, literally, they weren't letting Duncan get in there and – 
Um, you know, their two center backs are some of the best in the league. Uh, they've just got a very, very good defensive unit. They're very, they're very well trained. So we have to be more effective when we get into those positions in the final third. We have to be a little bit, maybe perhaps more clever, or perhaps we have to be a bit more aggressive, right? Maybe Duncan needs to, you know, be a bit more aggressive with some of these guys, shoulder up to them, you know, show them who's boss early on in the game. Uh, you know, put up a physical fight. Uh, I think sometimes we're too easy to get pushed off the ball in the final third. And, you know, Nashville, a team that will happily do that to us. So maybe a little bit more, you know, in the box, what I would say cleverness and a little bit more creativity to either go around them or push through them somehow, because they're going to do that again at home. What I'm hoping for is that they will have to open up a little bit more and attack us more, and that will create more space in behind their back lines. Um, if that doesn't happen, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to play the same way at home that they did against us, right? They're, I think they're going to have to be a bit more attacking. Like I said, let's get uh, in which case, when we get those counterattack opportunities for, you know, guys like Angulo and Faku, we have to be clinical. We just got to take those chances. And if we go one up, I don't I don't want to see Oscar like try and sit back because that last 10 minutes or so, you create opportunities for Nashville. I, I personally am always of the coaching mindset of like, don't take your foot off the gas because unless you're like two no up and there it's like the 80 something minute and i feel really like okay they're already getting chances let's shut it down i think in the nashville game they weren't having chances really yeah, was they, like, well, they, they brought on Fafa pico and like we brought on kyle smith and he he didn't let him do anything and that kyle smith is nowhere near as fast as him right so if we're able to nullify their sub threats i didn't quite understand why oscar felt the need to go to three center backs and as soon as we do that, like we have done in the past, I just don't, I don't believe the way we line up then doesn't work. And everyone just seems to be a little bit confused. And do you feel, Paola, that a, a better team? I don't think team... it's worth it. I don't, I don't think you gain anything from that, personally. I th I'd rather bring on Felipe. Like, Felipe did more yeah. him on than bringing on Antonio to keep, like, it doesn't do it for me, personally. Bring on Junior and Felipe if you want to shut up shop. Like, bring on a bunch of midfielders that are just going to hold the ball. So you felt, Paula, maybe that Oscar did a little of a Pappy special? Absolutely. When I saw Felipe, Antonio, Kyle Smith, I was like, oh, he's going to park the bus here. Poppy special is coming up. And I was scared. I agree with, I agree with John. Like, and for me, Nashville – they haven't um, have a lot of goals this season, but they still a threat for us at some like at some point they had their chances. And as soon that I saw all those three stubs, I was like, hopefully they don't um, score on us and we go to penalties that we were like this. Like this to get um. It's, it's when score. you step back, you invite them. To exactly, you, that's the word. Which, yep. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's it's fine if you're you know, Man yeah, City but or whatever, like, right? No, but like, I'm with you guys. You've got an incredible defense, but we we have a good defense. We don't have an incredible defense that can just yeah. shut. Like Nashville, that is their tactic. They shut it down at one nil, so that's why we can't let them score at home mm -hmm. first. 
but we don't do that as well. And we don't do it with three center backs. I don't believe personally. I expected I expected more of a subs of the subs in the attacking third. I, I think like Ojeda could have caused problems if he you came know, on. I think Enrique was causing problems, right? Like I get that Oscar was like we he felt he didn't need to chase the second goal. He was happy with one goal. I always feel like we have to keep chasing that second. Right. I'm with you, John. I'm with you. I was surprised. I was surprised because I haven't seen this Poppy special for so long because I don't remember the last time that Oscar was all defensive in the last 15 minutes because he has I mean, that's the thing. It, it's not a pattern mm -hmm. because we were very attacking for like 75. <laughs> but exactly. the last 20 dominating. minutes. I mean, we that were dominating. mentality of him of like, Okay, now okay, now yeah. oh, bring bring me uh, Antonio Carlos, bring me Carl Smith, bring me Felipe. And when I saw Felipe as the last sub, I'm like, ah, oh, this is the deal, seal the deal here, and um, let's let's uh, bring think, Felipe to be a nightmare. Put out fires with subs, or you replace guys who are tired. That's fine. Like like Kyle Smith did a good job coming on nullifying no. Pico, but do you need Antonio Carlos? That's the one exactly. for me. Which is like. A center back is not, yeah, you know, like much saying, hey, bring on a left back and um, bring on a left winger. That's fine. Know, Don't bring on three defensive subs at once. You are telling the other teams that are on the hunt of the trophy, you're telling them we score one goal and then I'm going to go ahead and put <laughs> minute 65. I'm going to close down the game. I'm going to put like a fortress in the back. Come attack me. Now, Nashville, just like you guys said, and I agree with you guys' assessment, Nashville, terrible in the attacking third. I mean, I think they're not nowhere near where they used to be. You know, Surridge and then uh, Fafa Picault. I mean, even the, their subs are not the caliber they used to have in the past. And uh, Orlando did a good job with Wilder and with Cesar Rajo of marking Hani Mukhtar. So they really had no attack. But if you put the, if you invite the the other teams to do that, you have Cincinnati and then you have Columbus. They're gonna punish you because they they have players like Diego Rossi, Uruguayan national team. They have players like Cucho Hernandez that is scoring every game. You have Brandon Vasquez of a set piece. Brandon Vasquez of the penalty uh, spot. I mean, they, they have good players. They have Luciano Acosta. So, I mean. I need to see more in this game, too, of the subs coming off the bench for Orlando City, especially in the attacking third, like Gaston, Gaston Gonzalez. Um, I need to see more Ramiro, you know. Hell, if Ramiro's not panning out and he's more of a winger, put Jack Lynn. We need, we need to score. We, we can just pretend that we're going to win all these series 1-0. I mean, look, I'll take it. But I feel like, I mean, if we were playing, like, teams out West, I would kind of understand, like, LAFC and things like that. I'll probably understand I, that. I think Oscar gambled the fact that he think Nashville didn't have enough, like, yeah. scoring opportunity. I think that's what he was banking on. And I agree with you. Is I think if you do that against Columbus or Atlanta, you're not going to. You're not gonna be able to sustain it, right? You're, they're just, they're going to attack until we score. And that's why I think. It's not so much the shutting up shop. It's more for me. It's like if you want to keep control, or you want to get like bring on more midfielders. It's the the three center backs changes our entire back line, and I, it just for me it throws everybody off who they're marking, 
And I think it creates more problems than it solves. Look, we have a ch- and look a- again. I know exactly what Orlando, in my opinion, they're going to keep this great core that they have. But if we see in this playoff run that our attacking third is solely dependent on Duncan Maguire, and we have other players on the roster that are not truly doing, you know, having that same impact as Duncan has, and Duncan is very predictable, not because it's his fault, it's just because teams know how to mark him now, right? Um, we gotta get another striker that it's you know it's not gonna take the spotlight of Duncan, but it's gonna make his life a little bit easier. Like, and we you a, a little bit of a not better presence, but somebody in their maybe 28, 29, 30 ish age age wise, for a couple of uh, two more World Cups maybe to play. Right, um, Orlando could do it. You know, um, and, and and I feel like we need that. Like Columbus got Cucho Hernandez, for example, for almost, you know, expensive, but it was a bit, really big investment. But I think Orlando has Duncan, which is the, which is a, a, a solid starter right now. But it's also his first season in the MLS, right? Um, I feel like he could develop to be even a better striker with somebody right next to him he could see every day. And kind of show them a little bit of different things along the way. Uh, it's just my opinion. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll go from that. Let's read some comments real quick. Uh, Joshua Tall, I really hope we, sco- we score at least two goals tomorrow and defend and we also get the win. Lakers jacket, boo. I'm sorry, man. This is a search Nash. OC, one to avoid Gaston situation. Sell what you can and protect investment. There you go. Good job. Uh, good comment right there. Christopher Bragdon, uh, is Antonio Carlos on the bench to protect from injury or because of an interest from overseas? I think it's the first, I think it's, look, I think it's a little bit of both, uh, in my opinion. I think protect from injury is the first one. But if you ask me, if I was the coach, you know, hey, you're part of the team. We love you. Thank you. Great. Now you're going to play a secondary role now. You know, you know, you're still gonna win the cup. You're still gonna be in the picture. You're still gonna be part of history. You already were part of the U.S. Open Cup run and everything. But I feel Rodrigo, he's gonna be here with us for the next two or three seasons. So, you know, in a nicer way. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, Nashville tried to keep the ball uh, last game and didn't work. I feel like they will be more attacking. The first ten minutes will tell a lot. I totally agree. Search Nash. Nashville will push hard uh, in the first 15 minutes. I agree. Enrique needs to start uh, in the Nashville game. Duncan lasts 30 or 40 minutes to press power. That could be, and we're going to do our lineup, but uh, I am with Search right here. Um, and um, yes, I think we're going to be playing away. Playing away is a little different. They have a huge pressure on them. Um, because they got to get the win in front of their fans now. And uh, we already kind of won the first one, right? So we can definitely um, start playing very, holding them down in the first half and then let, let the horses out in the second. And you remember when Duncan came in in the second half uh, of the game against uh, Toronto? 
Do you remember when, as soon as he came in, boom, two goals? That could be it. I don't know what are your thoughts there, uh, John. I think um, I think it depends what you know. I, I agree that they're going to come at you hard at the beginning of the game, uh, but I don't necessarily think you want to like change your starting lineup because of that. Um, I think that Enrique has not really been proven as a striker for us. He hasn't actually scored many goals as a striker for us. Um, I think that especially the size of him against you know, Zimmerman and Mayer, he's just, he gets knocked around even more than, um, than, than Duncan would. So I, I think that it's for me, I wouldn't play him as the striker there. I think you could start him on the, the left wing, maybe, you know, instead of Angulo, but they will come at us. But I think because of that, we need to use that advantage and also attack them very aggressively in the first 50, 20 minutes. Like if they're going to be open, then let's be open too, because we don't have anything to lose, right? Like, I understand you're saying, let's don't let them score in the first 20 minutes, but I would almost just say, let them come at us, and then we'll counterattack them in the first 15, 20 minutes. And if we go up a goal in the first 15, 20 minutes, then they're going to have to attack even more, and it's going to create even more for us. So I think this is a go-after-it game. We don't have anything to lose here. I know you. Everyone wants to get it done in two, but if we bring this thing back home, I think we have you know every chance of wrapping it up at home, no problem. So I think we should attack them. We should try and get this thing done, and not change our tactics. Like if we want to be a big team in this league, you play the way you play. If you watch exactly. LAFC, you watch Philly, you watch Seattle, Seattle you watch whoever is a big team right now. They don't change the way they play for other teams. And we should not do that either. Home, yeah. away, uh, it doesn't matter. That. Attack them. Attack them with everything we've got. We we create more. You know, last game, we should have scored more goals. We had like <laughs> six shots on target, right? Their goalkeeper made some worldy save. Like, we'll save one with his foot, right? So, I believe if it's an out-and-out out attack fest between them and us, like, they're going to have to score and we're going to come back at them, we, we will try it. If it's a defensive, who could be the better defensive team? Nashville will win because they're a better defensive team than us. We don't want to play that. That's their game. They want to score one in the first 20 minutes and shut down shop. If we start defensive and allow them to come at us like we did in the last, it's going to be like a continuation of the end of last game for the first 20 minutes. That's not what we want. I don't think Oscar's going to do that. I hope he doesn't do that. I don't, I don't think we need to respect them that much. Right, we're not going to Manu and playing at Old Trafford. We don't need to worry about them coming at us that much for the first twenty minutes. Arguably, we're the better team. They should be worried about us going at them for their opening 15, 20 minutes. But I think we have to change our mentality and think like we're the the big dog team because we now, kind of are right now. One thing that we do have to keep going, uh, keep going, and keep doing it's what we did in this game against Nashville. Paul, I don't know. We shot the ball over 25 times, the most we ever shot the ball the whole season. So, um, you know, uh, and uh, I, I believe we need to keep doing that. That's how Wilder's goal came about, you know. The saw the space. He had the time to to connect the ball with his foot, and boom, boom, shakalaka. I don't know. Uh, should we keep kicking the ball? 
shooting the ball? Absolutely. Why not? But um, one goal, well, it, it wasn't a goal, but a shot that I won't be um, sorry for is Pereira. He was in front of the box. Oh, and yeah. like, like. And he passed it back. <laughs> he didn't. I think, no. Well, I don't know what he did. I don't know what he was thinking, but. Come on, you cannot miss opportunities like that. And if we want to be in the final for an MLS Cup, I'm sorry, but you have to score goals like that. Clear chances because the goalkeeper was not near. He was like, hey, here you go, red carpet, free free goal for you to your cheat. No, he wasted it. So, um, yeah, we can, we can continue uh, shooting the ball. You never know what ha what could happen. Um, opportunities for penalties. That's how they came up. Araujo had a chance to score a goal like two yeah. times. Wilder, he that was not his first attempt for that golazo that he did. It it was the second one. So I don't mind the 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 team um continues to shoot the ball to the target. Now, so. now Pedro Alese had his first shot out in MLS playoffs history. So his first shot out in MLS playoffs. Um, so that's fantastic. And I got truly scared, and I think 33 million Peruvians did too because the Bolivia and Venezuela games are coming up right now for the national team, for the Peruvian national team. And they're must-wins for Peru. If Peru doesn't win those two, I mean, they're going to look very – they're going to be the worst team in South America. So uh, when Pedro grabbed his hand and then they were, he was, like, hurting, and we're like, oh, crap, he – He broke his finger, man. We're like, oh, no way. I was watching um, the, the game with the, uh, also my friends for the other pod that were on the, on the, on the, you know, on the, on Discord watching the game with me. And uh, they're like, oh my God, no, he's injured. Oh man, that's so, you know, and thank God he's not. Thank God he's, he, he's good. But, um, Look, we have uh, some words from Oscar Pereja from uh, the last workout. Let's see what um, he had to say. Hi, Oscar. Um, obviously, another big game ahead uh, in a place you played just a couple weeks ago. Um, how can you kind of take away that previous experience in the regular season and kind of help with preparation for this game? Well, the important part of our preparation is uh, – to settle our mind and just be present on and on the moment uh, without using too much the context of the games or uh, just uh, predicting the future. I ask for the players every single day that we have uh, to leave one day at a time, one game at a time. And this series is, is the same. We have a big responsibility to prepare a game that uh, Uh, can advance us to the next phase, but we have to go and play them, and and surely it's going to be uh, a big challenge. So, so prepare for that. How tough was it to play a team so many times, mm. in a short amount of time, because they're able to, to kind of understand a lot of the differences that you throw at them, and you know, this is your third game mm -hmm. against them now. Right, it's true. Uh, it it has a uh, challenging things. But it's, it's, it's what it is. It's the ruling and, and uh, the format of the league, and uh, and we're, we're ready to do it. I think the people 
or the fans are enjoying it, um, we will try to do the same and uh, try to get the best out of this experience of playing uh, this uh, series with the same team. So, um, you know, he seems like he's going to, you know, do, do what he's been doing the past few games. You know, um, there's really not too much. Uh, it's kind of like you said, John, you know, he's going to just do his game and, you know, hope for the best. And uh, I believe that Orlando has the, I think the biggest, um, Nashville has, I think, the way on his shoulders, in my opinion. Uh, Orlando has won the first one. They can go to this one uh, playing very smart, right, and doing their game. And they've, they've already uh, gotten a W in Nashville, so they know how it feels of winning there. And uh, I feel Orlando has, you know, it's been one of the best road teams in the league. So best away game teams in the league. So um, I think that the the... the, the the heaviness of that backpack, it's on Nashville. And I think Orlando needs to feed on that and hopefully close it down. If not, I will be there on the third game, game three. I'll be there <laughs> game three. I promise this time to go to the tailgate with Paola to eat her hot dogs. Right? Uh, right? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Paola's laughing. I, mean, I, 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 I won't. What? What, 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 was, what was that, John? I was gonna be like, "What, Luis is no, gonna come to the tailgate?" Uh, me too. I'm like, I've been waiting all I'll season come for with this. my puppy well, in he's shirt. He's working. He's he's working. Where the world's having my, fun. I'll, I'll come like Superman. I'm gonna take puppy in right there. Oh, puppy in with a big okay. P. All right. <laughs> all right. So talking about uh, puppy, uh, you know, uh, there was the Pareja perspective, um, you know, and I heard it was a really good event. Um, you know, I like that the club does this with, with Oscar, right? Um, it kind of, it hasn't lost its, um, one-on-one -on -one personal touch with the fans. And I think, uh, I know the team Orlando, especially since the inception, since USL days, they've always had that huge connection between the club, like the players and the fans. Like it's, you know, I remember, you know, in the, you know, always ready for a picture, always ready for an autograph. They make them kind of in a way part of the community, right? And I think that hasn't lost. Uh, it hasn't lost in the in the shuffle of coming into the MLS uh, and actually having one of the most successful seasons in, in, in Orlando City history. Uh, and I like the fact that um, it's still building that one-on-one -on -one relationship with the fans. What were your thoughts when you heard? Uh, I never been to that Kiwi pub. I heard it's really good. Have you been there, guys? No. Yeah, I've been there. You've been there. Yep. I've been invited a lot of times, but it's super far from home, so is I it, haven't. Was been. it Winter Park? It's in Altamont. Oh, Altamont. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. We should. We should go there. Yeah, there's, there's. Um, so here you go. I actually set up the uh, Orlando City City Pub program. There you go. Way back oh, in 2015. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. To the OG. Uh, OG. Yeah. OG. The OG man. He said, it. I used to go around trying to sell. This is when Orlando City was like just an MLS team. So they yeah. were like, I'd go around to these pubs and try and sell them on becoming a, a location. 
Um, this was actually not one of mine, but there's some of the original ones that I still went to. Is still they're still you know what they call city pubs today. So places that show the game, uh, and Kiwis is, is one of the ones that they've been using you know more recently. There's another one I think they're slating a watch party for Wall Street, I believe, and that's one I did oh, set up many many years ago. Um, my I used to do a lot of work with the. The guys down at Wall Street, obviously, we announced Kaka there. We've done a lot of big events there um, over the years. So it'll be interesting to see how many people go on a Tuesday night at 9 o'clock to downtown Orlando. I was so mad that question, it wasn't a Tuesday mark. at yeah. 9. I wanted to go. I'm like, oh, geez, come on. If it's in a, yeah. a Thursday, that's fine. But a Tuesday, ugh, fine. So um, I think we have bed. to decide what we're gonna do because I don't, I, you know, I don't know what to do for this game. Part of me wants to watch it from behind my sofa, like, you know, <laughs> like this. And part of me wants to go somewhere and get some atmosphere because I feel like we're gonna, you know, get this, get this W and go through to the next round. But overall, I think it just sucks that it's on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I play I mean, softball tomorrow, so I play softball, win, and then come running home to see this game so hopefully we no win i game. have uh, i've had the one of the worst weeks uh right now so mondays are always tough for me work and then you know i got i got two shows after this one i have to go to another one and then uh tomorrow it's the orlando game so i'm probably going to be doing again you know the 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 watch along again and um Doing the post game show more than likely briefly after the watch along, and then I have Wednesday is the final. It's the El Clasico, the Peruvian Clasico. Is the biggest two teams in Peru for the final. Is the final of the the. I mean, whoever wins is a champion. So we gotta do. We gotta narrate the game. I gotta do commentary for two hours. Then I gotta do the post game. And then that same night is the third anniversary of my other pod. <laughs> that so same night. Up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the good thing about it is that it's, I'm going to be super more liberated because there's really no soccer. MLS is going to be over. And then, obviously, holidays come in, you know, Thanksgiving and then Christmas and all that good stuff. So, but uh, let's read some uh uh, real comments right here. Uh, Search Nash physicality against worn out Nashville players. Totally agree. We have the team to do it. We have great players. Even on the bench, like you have Abdi Salim, super physical player. Uh, you have uh, also um, the two, the left back and right back. Um, um, Mikey, M Mikey Holiday. He's he's a little physical. I mean, he he doesn't know how to mark a little. I mean, it kind of his is not his defensive his defensive mindset, in my opinion, is not maybe um, yet fully cooked yet because he's still kind of in a way learning. But attacking wise, in transition, he's very lethal. I like Mikey Holiday. The crosses he's made are, are pretty spot on. And then uh, Luca Petrasso, also very physical player. Uh, when it comes to the 1v1. So I think we have some physicality going on there. Serge Nash, we must close uh, We must close tomorrow. We will not be able to make it back from Philly on time for Sunday game. Flying out to support boys in Nashville tomorrow, though. Vamos. There you go. That's amazing, Serge. Nice. That's fantastic. 
man. I've seen I all to... these pictures on Twitter of everybody like flying out and so I want to go. I wanted to go, but like, uh, I found tickets 700 bucks round trip. It's not even that bad. I just can't go on a Tuesday. It's worse. Yeah, it's, it's not work. possible. <laughs> I, I gotta be at work at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, you know? It's not, it just sucks. MLS, the year we do so well, all the other years, the Saturday playoffs games, and the year we do well, they suddenly decide to reinvent the wheel and put all of our games on a Monday and Tuesday. My exact so, same thoughts. There is um, a Nashville pod on right now, live. Oh, really? We should crash him and put <laughs> be like, no. Well, no, Orlando. No. There, there's a particular person on Twitter who everybody's been beefing with, and some what? people from our fan group took it too far and, and went and yeah. sent this guy death threats and stuff. What? I think it's. I didn't. I didn't know. I'm not, about that I'm, I'm there's not any point in going into the details of it. It's just overall, it's sad to me that there's people that take it that far like i think it's it's fun on twitter like the people want to have a little bit of banter with us you know we're a very active fan base on twitter right so yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine you know but i think that so I people, think if you take it too far it's a problem so so people from orlando have threatened people from nashville or vice versa yeah there, yeah there's a guy that it was threatened yeah do we know we know this person I mean, I don't want to go into the details. Of it, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in doing that. Obviously, I don't want to break up this guy. I'm just saying that, you know, it shouldn't be something that yeah, of course. happening. I mean, we, we can, it, re it reflects badly on us as a right, fan base. Can, and yeah, it and makes, the fan base. It makes yeah, me we'll, sad that that people would do that. And then, that, you know, then people think, like, all of our fans are like that. No, no, no. No, no, we got to and, – and, I mean, I know for a fact that when – we're all for here for fun, but it's not, yeah. you know, nothing's yeah, personal. We're just, we're no just one, bantering no about our teams, nothing else. I mean, look, the MLS is over, and then we all go to our families and have a, a great holiday and things like that, you know. All these negativity stuff, you know, it's really, I condone that completely. I, I'm with you, John, on that, so I support you on that 110%. I don't think we, we, we don't have time for that, so. Let's do the lineup for uh, the game against Nashville real quick. Um, do, oh, would you would you guys Houston make just any different? against RSL, by the way. Whoa, Houston uh, just scored against RSL. Yeah, wow. that's big. And I was paying attention to the score, and now when I'm not paying attention, this <laughs> they made a goal. Great, thanks. Yeah, uh, that's them. That's them. You know, they won the first one too. So, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, there there are some cheap plays. I saw that. Okay. No, I just can't go. All right, well. Oh, this half of the lay. It says zero zero on MLS. Hmm. That's why I don't know the score. Boo. Well, the MLS website, somebody slashed it. Now I just refresh it up. again. One zero. There you go. <laughs> zero Good. one. All right, so Galese up top, I think. I think everyone's uh, in agreement. Of course. And then now, uh, who do you put as your center back, though? I feel he's going to go for Rodrigo and, and Robin again. Yeah, same I mean, starting e lineup. Everything we talked about last, I mean, today with, with Antonio just means it's more likely that Schlegel keeps the spot. Yeah. Oh. And he played well, I gotta say. Like yeah, I yeah. he's been doing great. I thought about this the other day, and I'm I'm definitely gonna do it if he continues to play like 
have to make an apology post to <laughs> because I'm gonna, he's I'm turned it around. This. Like no, I'm like I'm, I'm not. Look, I don't always them. believe that. We have that, them. Yeah, we have believe them. that players can develop. Like they, I think a 28 year old center back is, is what you get, right? I don't think they necessarily get better, but Schlegel has improved in the last. How old Five, is six months. Schlegel? You got to have the LPO awards. He might not be player. that old, but I think he's in his late 20s. Um, yeah, we have to do the LPO awards. Uh, who, Rodrigo? How old is yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me see. So, well, he might not be that old. He might be younger. Um, but anyway, I just think he's taken a big advancement this year that other 26. years we hadn't 26. seen from him, right? Man, so, so young, dude. Man. They say most most players peak, peak development around 23, yeah. 24. That's crazy. So, 26 years old. He looks like I think like... I think he's taking a big step up this this year. Um, and I yeah, I think if, if he continues like this, I'll fix it. Yeah, I think look, Rodri Rodri is one of the veterans. He stopped making these errors, and as right. long as he keeps it that way, then knock on wood, then I think every reason that you know he can he can be a good set. And not only that, he don't jinx it, Don. I've not yeah, yeah, I literally did it. You saw me. You heard it. Uh, I think he's a really good veteran presence for the locker room too. I think uh, his his personality, his charisma with all his teammates. I mean, everybody loves Rodrigo. And uh, you know, uh, when he first came into the team, I remember what it was like. Hey, you know, this guy kind of they weren't impressed, right? But little by little, after that save on that penalty against NYCFC. He won our hearts. That that put him in the. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sell the guy. You know, it's just a question of like, does he get the starting job? And I think this year he stepped it up to say sure. maybe he could be the starting guy. So, are we going for Rafael Santos here? Absolutely. Oh yeah. By the yeah, way, for... Rafael Santos has been kept pretty quiet recently. I feel like he's due a you know like a good assist or something. Like Nashville managed to keep him pretty as than right. Yeah, Dagger Dan, that game. pretty quiet, yeah, but I wouldn't change him. It's my opinion. I wouldn't change him. I think Dagger Dan has been to me, like, you know, in the beginning of the year when they said, you know, Icelandic player, you know, we're like, okay, cool, you know, everybody, you know, another Adrian Winter, you know what I mean? Great. But this guy, man, impressed, he impressed me. I mean. Uh, and clearly teams are going after him. Like they know that he's a makeshift right back, you know, like they know he's not a natural right back. Schaffelberg, I can never say his name right, but the, the guy with the horrible mullet, he, yeah. he, you know, he did him a couple times because he's got that speed and he's just a very, you know, pacey winger. But overall, I think, I think Dagger Dan had a, a pretty solid game, right? He's not the best defensively, but he, he brings you a lot going forward. I agree. I agree. I think Schaffelberg, he he uh he, he started pretty good, but I mean he kinda I'm just laughing uh, because of the bat mullet. That's it's like he had a mustache too. It's a curly ginger mullet. You know? It's like it's incredibly it, it, I've never seen such a haircut in my life. Apparently apparently girls like it. I don't know, Paula. Do you think that's uh, no? I, I cringe Southern, every Southern time girls. that I see a mullet. I don't know. I don't what know. if, uh, if your, like your husband shows up and with you a like a like curly ginger mullet? <laughs> let me let us know because I'm interested. I, 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 I will Alec. say, Alec, go go back to the car. Let me drive you back to the barber shop. I'll I'll, I'll shave your head right now. <laughs> Man, that'd be hilarious. 
So Cesar Wilder, and then you have uh, uh, okay Pereira. as your ten. Do you put uh, Mauricio? You keep Mauricio. I yeah, keep really keep copy paste copy paste. <laughs> Mauricio had a great game, you know, passing yeah. game, right? Like he missed the sitter, like all the seven. Don't remind He's, me of that. But he yeah. seems he can't he can't score apparently, but he can make incredible passes. And we said on the last pod, Louise, that he needed to be. You know, key fire. Player. Yeah, like we need that Mauricio there. We need him right. running the game, like competing. You know, and uh, and he was. So we just gotta hope he keeps that. And then we have um, Facundo Torres as your right wing, and Ivan Angulo as your left wing. And they're right up top. I mean, here I believe Duncan. I mean, clearly Duncan will be the pick. But we've seen what Zimmerman and the other guy can do. Now, do you guys still feel confident to put Duncan or maybe put him on the second half? I mean, I agree with what John said earlier. Like, if we we can find ways to trick Zimmerman and 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 the other guy. I don't pronu- I don't know how to pronounce. I think that it's last his name, name was uh, Mule Mayor. 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 Jack Mayor. Jack Mayor. M A H E R. Yeah. I understand what Serge Nash was saying about bringing Duncan on second half is like his physicality can change the situation. Like he has more yeah. effect when your national center backs are tired, but I just don't think I'm not sure, you know, unless we're going for like a speedy counter attack tactic that, you know, Enrique suits, I'm just not sure about him in that striker role. I like it as a winger. I agree. Yeah, with you. I, I think he comes. I, I think he plays best. Natu- yeah, natural best winger. off the left wing, off the bench, where he can replace Angulo. You know, I, I think I think if you want physicality in the last 20, 30 minutes, bring Jack Lynn on. Jack Lynn. Yeah, you can do that roll up and, for you. And Enrique in the front. Right. Go physical. Be physical. I- Mm-hmm. If if I'm if I'm Ojeda, Oscar, like, let's bring Ojeda on this game for sure. Like, yeah, if I'm Oscar, Ojeda will be one of my right. Um, and I will also agree with John. I think Jack Lynn make Jack Lynn be that player. No one is marking off a set piece. Yep, because and make him just stay in the box and get the ball off a rebound. Yeah, like if you need a target man to go up there and you know bully around in the last but, twenty minutes, great. Yeah. And, Bring and, Jack Little on, hundred percent. You know, and I think uh, he's going to be a huge part of our of our team next year. So, I mean, you got to. I think we should use all our assets in this game. Yeah. Right, like it's it's coming to the twenty thirtieth minute. If it's still level, we've got such depth to use that they don't have. So let's use it. Yeah. Uh, so it says you will have to go on con on contra in first 30 minutes. Jacqueline is not a bad plan. Um, encounter in the first 30 minutes. Duncan, better game plan for the last 30. It says Serge Nash. There you go. Christopher Bragdon says Jacqueline. I do agree. I think Jacqueline. Look, if Jacqueline starts this game, it'll, I mean, there's something that um, Oscar has planned for him to put him as a starter. You know what I mean? Uh, and and who knows? You know, Oscar, you know, and, and again, you know. Uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if Jacqueline starts. I'll be shocked, too. First playoff game, you imagine he scores a, a, a brace. Mm. 
Man, I'll go I crazy. Jacqueline. I'll go crazy. From OCB to, to Orlando City. First He's team. a hero. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this will be the starting lineup for us here at LPO. Galese up top, Dagger Dan, Rodrigo, Jensen, Rafael Santos. Two in the middle, uh, your double pivot, Cesar Araujo, Wheeler Cartagena, Rada as your 10, Mauricio Pereira. As your right wing, Facundo Torres. As your left wing, Ivan Angulo. And then right up top, Duncan McGuire. Uh, another thing that um, Nashville did really good is uh, not allowing Facundo to cut through the middle. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to watch out for that because I feel like Facundo is reusing that same old tactic. And everybody in the league knows now you cut through the middle, man. Try and something he else. can't shoot from his no. uh, right foot. So everybody knows that. Yeah. One uh, thing I think that we I, should switch Angulo and Faku in like 20 minutes. One thing that I did that, like that throws teams off. One thing that I did like about Orlando in this game that I think they should do it in, in this upcoming games in the in the in the playoffs is that these three men in the in these three men right here in the middle, they were switching spots. Like every transition play, you see Mauricio on the right, then Faku on the middle, and Angulo on the left. Then some t- then you'll see Angulo on the right, Faku on the left. So that kept um, Moyle and the other kid, um, Schaffelberg, they didn't know what they were doing. They're like, man, wh- what am I going to go? Because uh, Danshul was doing the 1v1 uh, marking on those players, and they didn't know. And that was kind of causing Nashville to, like, stop communicating with each other. And that's where Orlando started creating so many chances on the attacking third. Now, they were doing one thing right, their back line, which was stopping Duncan McGuire. Now, um, uh, is this the is this the second game? The game maybe we're gonna see a four four two. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna change the lineup very very much. But um, I mean, Duncan didn't do pretty much anything in the first half. So nope. That's one thing that I'm a little bit concerned. I don't know. What do you guys? What is your prediction? So you're saying earlier that there's a third game, right, Luis? For yeah, you, yeah. So do you predict a loss, then, Luis? No, for me, I think uh, I can. Pre- I can predict Orlando losing like that. Um, you say you want a third game. <laughs> you want a third game, <laughs> Luis? I mean, <laughs> I, I want a third game because I want to go to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like. But that's just being so we will still have a game. We will still have a game. If we it's fine, it's just a little longer away. Right. So um I, I want Orlando to close it in two. Um I feel like Orlando's gonna have another is gonna have a two uh, a two two to one win against Nashville. Okay. I think Nashville's gonna score one on us. Um but I think we're gonna be two goals up. So I think it's going to be a 2-1 win, Orlando City. And then we close it down and we go to the next round. Now, who who do we face in the next round? Uh, I don't know. What, what was your prediction there, Paula? I say Columbus, unfortunately. with the I, And I say it with the bottom of my heart because I don't want Columbus, to be honest. Yeah, wow. I, think, I think Atlanta win tomorrow, but I still think Columbus go through after the third game. I'm with you. I think 2-1 tomorrow for us. 2-1? Yeah, I think Orlando wins 2-1. Nashville at home will just about have enough to get one through, but 
overall we'll we'll just you know we'll overpower them with our assets i think hopefully oscar has talked to duncan and they're I kind think of that's just how they are as a team and at home they just put so many guys in the box Luis. like mm -hmm. i wouldn't worry too much i think it's just that's nashville that's just so defensive that they stop duncan you know, I don't think that it's Duncan struggling. I think that they're just really good center backs. They're marking him a lot. So, um, yeah, I think we could close it in two, and then on the other series, Columbus Atlanta. I feel uh, Atlanta may may win the second game. I think that one's going to go to a third game. I think it's going to go. I think they're going to tie in the series, Atlanta. I agree. Yeah. Well, I honestly, they're playing I honestly, at seven tomorrow, so we'll we'll know by the time we kick off <laughs> if it's if it's you know a Columbus through and two or whether it's going to go to a third game. I I really wish uh, we will face Atlanta, uh, not Columbus. Yep. Because I feel that um, an Orlando Atlanta game and a semifinal, one game only, sudden do or die, with our fan base, it's gonna sell out the stadium. It's gonna it's gonna sell it out. Now, if they've even if it's on a Friday, I really I have a lot of faith on the Orlando City fan base because Atlanta Orlando is a huge rivalry for us. So I mean, uh, putting an end uh, an exclamation point on putting an end. You know, we kind of in a way. With Messi and Miami, you know, we lost a couple of games against them, but Atlanta, we've 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 been really really solid against Atlanta. Putting an end to that rivalry against Atlanta, it will be in this game right here if they make it through. Obviously, it's going to give Atlanta a huge um, um, momentum. It's going to gain. A, they're going to gain a lot of momentum. They're going to be very excited to be in the semifinal uh, from being six and beating the third. I feel like the third game could even go to penalties for for these two teams right here, Columbus and Atlanta. So we'll see. Hmm. I don't know about Columbus, but I feel Columbus is has been on an Achilles heel. I don't know. Yep. Uh, I wish I, I wish I honestly I don't want to face him. So I think us going if we knock out Nashville and we knock out Columbus, after that, mm -hmm. I feel like, well, now we'll just win it because I think those are two biggest challenges for us. Yeah. Like Nashville, of course, problems for us like other teams don't just by being so defensively solid. And Columbus causes problems by being almost the same team as us, like just so direct and attacking and just have so many assets. They score as many goals as we do. So I think if we can get past those two challenges, Stincy or whoever in the MLS Cup, I think will we'll look a lot like an easier challenge in some ways after getting over the mountain that is Nashville, potentially and if, Columbus. And if in the conference final you get Orlando Philly, um, I'll be honest with you that another rivalry has brewed. I, I feel like that Orlando Philly is going to become a rivalry. Started off as very, I was a very respectful. Um, you know, hey, we're facing Philly, top team in the league. We won a couple, they won a couple, right? Uh, even tension among some of the players. 
But I feel now if they're both in the conference final, and again, we have, in my opinion, the winning end of the of the stick because we have the, the factor, the number 12 fan. We have the wall. We're going to be at home. You know? So for our, con- for our conference final and a semifinal, I'm hoping those games are on the weekend, right? Hopefully. <laughs> right? <laughs> Right? At least a Friday, man. Come on. Because those are going to be sellout games. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I, I have a feeling that, you know, we're going to definitely, uh, you know, is that, I mean, if, just like you say, John, if Orlando goes to the semifinals, I'm going to start like, one tier is going to start dropping from here. And we definitely going to have to make some shirts for LPL. A tear yeah. ready, ready, um, drop from my eye because we made yeah. history the first time that we win a playoff game. Yeah, true. That's the truth. And um, I, I, I bet for John. I mean, if, if Orlando lives the t- the cup, I mean, to me, it's gonna be super special because I've I've also been there since the beginning, like as a fan. Like you know, I remember you know playing a. Uh, they played in UCF for a little bit, and then they, you know, they've also played Warwaller Sports. You know, the, all those times, you know, with Kevin Molina was like the superstar at some point. Then his chin, you know, uh, you know, Jamie Watson, right? And going from that era to Kaká, the Brazilians, and all that stuff, and then you know, now with the Wolves. It's huge. I mean, uh, if for me is that special, I'm sure for you, John, it's like, man, you probably, we're probably not gonna hear from John for a couple of days. He's probably not gonna, gonna sleep. He's not gonna oh, sleep. He's gonna, just, go, he's gonna go out like Frank the Tank. I'm, I'm just mentally so positively thinking yeah. about these playoffs, man. You know, I feel like any other year we've just been creeping in, like. We, you know, barely scraping our way in. And this year we're an actual contender and we could actually win the whole thing. So that excites me. I'll be happy no matter what happens. Yeah. It's been an incredible season. You know, we're, I think we're going to see another game regardless, right? So whether it's a third game against Nashville or a semifinal, we're going to see another playoff game. And that excites me. And then just keep going from there one step at a time, one step at a time. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, I'll be shedding some tears if we go really far. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, uh, uh, want to uh, thank and appreciate everyone that's watched live. If you're uh, watching this uh, later on, make sure you drop us a comment, subscribe to the channel, drop us a thumbs up. Uh, any last words you want to say, John, before we close? No, just uh, you know, everybody, make sure you watch tomorrow, whether it's uh, on the couch at nine o'clock at night, or if you're going to go out to the bar or whatever, and Support the boys. Uh, I know it's a Tuesday, but it's playoffs. So I got to get hyped on a Tuesday night for playoffs at home right. or, or wherever. I think this is why I need to go to the bar. I can't be hyped at home on my own. I need other, I need right, other people. Fans. Yeah, you need people. It right. doesn't feel like the playoffs if I'm sitting on my couch, you know. What about you, Paula? Well, tomorrow, as I mentioned, I play softball. On Tuesday, I'm gonna um, 
Tomorrow's the final game. Hopefully we win oh. the championship. And then Orlando's gonna so I'm gonna be already hyped in some of way because it's a Tuesday. But I'm like you, John. If you're in a bar tomorrow at 9 p.m., take three shots, one for Luis, one for John, and one for me in our yeah, in yeah. our behalf. Because and I'm not gonna be in a bar. Along. Don't it's don't not. do that. You'll you'll be hungover <laughs> on Wednesday. It's a terrible idea. Just Drink water. That's that's good. Drink water. Drink water between them, but please True do point. so. <laughs> tequila only. Just pure tequila. <laughs> and you'll be oh. But yeah, but tomorrow support the team, whether you are at the bar, at home, in a parking lot, in a baseball field like me tomorrow. Support the team. So vamos Orlando. There you go, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, tomorrow, the watch along. Thank you so much. Uh, support us. Drop us a thumbs up. Drop us your comments. Uh, thank you for being with us. And vamos Orlando. Take care, guys. Let's win. Let's win this tomorrow. Go. Have a good one.